Welcome to Settlers of Catan Even, where we talk about conspiracy theories, current events, and whatever else pops into our minds, all while playing one of our favorite games, Catan. I'm Katie, and I will be the moderator for this week. Today, our players are Megan, Ben, CJ, and Jasmine. Hello, everyone. Hi. Hi. Hello. Welcome on in. Today, we are playing, is it the Four Islands? Yes. Board? We yes. are playing the Four Islands. Same rules as before, however, if you forgot or are new, you can check down in the show notes for a brief explanation. And remember, you can also find a link to a YouTube video that goes into more detail about the rules in the notes. So, how many um, victory points do y'all need? Oh, have you even started? We have not started, but we need... 75. Oh, That's gosh. a little high, Ben. That's... We actually only need 13. Oh, I rounded up. <laughs> um, this is a marathon. <laughs> I wonder how, what the most points. I think the most is like eighteen be. usually, because you can change it. This one is seventeen. Oh, okay, mm. well, I'm gonna take it back to really, thirteen. I... Was it thirteen that I said? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So thirteen victory points. I believe you get the extra victory points if you land on a new island, right? Which is nice because there's four. So you can get lots of extra victory points. Yeah. So I'm gonna go ahead and start the game. So how's everyone doing this week? Pretty good. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> okay. I'm just very mentally drained. My parents celebrated their 28th wedding anniversary yesterday. Ooh. That's, that's like, so many years. That's exciting. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Y'all are outrageous. Um, I have a, a new student this year who really likes pushing and i have like a million pushing things in my classroom and he saw one of my little plushies and he's like i have the same plushie i'm like oh and he's like i want the other one too that you have i'm like well you better go find it you can't have mine (laughs) and then on my lanyard i have like a pushing button and every time he comes in he's like he's like eight so it's fine or seven he always touches it and he's like pushing and i'm like yeah and he always hugs me, and we're not <laughs> supposed to hug right now, but, like, I don't know how to say, stop hugging me, because he's a little kid, and he's cute. I need all of you to stay off of my island. Sorry, it's not your island anymore. Yeah, apparently. All we need is for um, Megan to also join this specific island. That seems like way too many people on that island. It does. Now it's I'm a really like... small board. It is a really small board. I forgot how much I, I dislike this board. I thought the four islands was lots bigger, but maybe it's because I'm used to playing with the five of us, and therefore it's all yeah, bigger. Yeah, we're used to the expansion of the four it's islands. Like a petite little board. I regret suggesting this. Well, way to go. Maybe the game will be over fast. Maybe we'll find out. Um, maybe we should have said seventeen points. Yeah. <laughs> If you're going to be talking for a long time, I might have to make more coffee because I'm Didn't almost you just out. Make that cup? The second one? I did. And okay, so. <laughs> so if you haven't checked out the coffee episode, you'll understand why. I had this venti coffee earlier from Starbies. Um, I got a venti iced coffee with milk with two pumps vanilla and three pumps pumpkin because mm. I was feeling spicy. Um, and that lasted me like three hours it took a while and then i made a k-cup of some pumpkin spice and it is dreadful but i'm almost done with it and we're trying to finish up the last few k-cups we have and then we're switching over to reusable k-cups with grinds 
because one, it's so much better mm-hmm. for the environment. Um, two, it's so much better for my wallet. And three, it's so much better flavor. <laughs> so, um, mm-hmm. I've been buying like the massive box of K cups because it's cheaper to buy like a box of 50, mm-hmm. although it's not exactly as you pointed out, not good for the environment. You can recycle. So you can technically like rip off the top and like dump Mm -hmm. out the grounds and compost the grounds and then you can recycle Mm -hmm. it. Um, Okay, but let's talk about how much work that is and (laughs) And how messy it gets. Because I did that for one K-cup and like my entire hand was covered in grounds. I don't know how that was possible. Nor did I know there was that much grounds, but Um, it was awful. I did it at the beginning of the pandemic because I was like, what else am I doing with my time? Apparently I'm going to recycle K-cups like I should be doing. Um, And... Then I I stopped, so I only did it for like a week. But you can technically do that. So and I only did it yeah. the one, and then stopped. <laughs> but we're pretty good about getting our own beans and just grinding our own beans. And mm-hmm. I just bought a grounder grinder grounder grinder grinder. I just bought a bean grinder yesterday. Fun. Yay! I have a lot nice. of stuff that I'm looking into buying, so I'm like I got to space it out so I don't like spend all of my money in one one go. That's the way to do it. Though. I got one that was. <laughs> fairly inexpensive though it was like twenty dollars from target there's little ones you like pump the top down and it's like and it's done yeah Yeah, it's a little one and it's got a button but it's got like it's rubberized on Mm. the side so you can hold it and then like hold your thumb down Mm. on it um i didn't need anything super Mm -hmm. fancy yet but i do eventually want to get a fancy one yeah because eventually i want to get I want to get an espresso maker, but that's not what Cynthia and I call them. We call them steamy steams. So I was about to say I want to get a steamy steam, but then nobody was going to know. No, what a we all would have been like what? Yeah, so I want to get a steamy okay. steam, and when I get a steamy steam, I'll get an actual like better grinder. Mm-hmm. We have two grinders. Yeah. I'm also yeah. kind of looking into getting an espresso maker or a steamy steam. A steamy steam. A steam. <laughs> we have um, one of the like more inexpensive grinders, and then we also have a fancy one that make. I got Megan. Did I get it for you? No, no. Leah got, Leah it, got it. Never me. mind. Um, Megan got for Christmas, and it's mm-hmm. fancy, and you have to like weigh it and do. I don't know. No, it's, we don't have to do any of that. You don't? I thought you had to weigh. You had the little scale thing. I know, but that's for actually making the coffee. Never um, mind. You should actually weigh before you grind. I usually just dump what I need in there, uh, or what I think I need in there, rather than weighing. And I want a fancier one. But it's going to be a while. Yeah, I don't make the coffee. I just drink the coffee. So that's not my job is making the coffee. I just. It is Cafe yeah. Megan, not Cafe Katie. So. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. I don't do yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So. Speaking of coffee, what are we drinking? I know, Ben, you said you were drinking your terrible pumpkin spice cake. It's but you're so bad. Out of it. So I <laughs> made it and I smelled it and I went, mm-hmm. so I had Meg smell it. And I said, this is supposed to be pumpkin spice. What does it smell like? And she said, a cigar. And I said, it absolutely smells like a cigar, but like, oh my God. like a cigarillo. <laughs> um, and so I thought, well, maybe it'll taste better. Mm-hmm. No, it tastes like I'm smoking. <laughs> so I filled it with some stuff. That's gross. Um, and now it just tastes like a sugary cigar. I have found that pumpkin spice flavored things are usually really terrible. Like as much as we like all love pumpkin spice, there are some really good ones. But a lot of times they're just really like fake tasting and mm-hmm. like, like chemically. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm just going to drink this bottle of chemicals. Thank you. So, Speaking of pumpkin spice, I'm drinking my pumpkin spice latte. Ooh. Starbucks because I am basic. What about everyone else? Um, I'm just drinking some basic water. I was going to stop at Starbucks on my way home, 
Um, but then I got stuck in so much traffic that oh. I was like, I'm, I'm not going to get here in time. So oh, yeah, I just drove straight over. Yeah, I was um, at my parents this weekend. Yeah. CJ, what are you drinking? Um, I was drinking um, coffee, but I literally just took the last sip of it. So now I'm out of coffee. I also have water sitting here so I can stay hydrated, but um, I'm already missing my coffee. And I was also going to be on the Starbucks bandwagon today, but I, you know, I forgot about the recording time. So I didn't have time to go to Starbucks before the recording. So here I am. So (laughs) it's fine. Well, speaking of Starbucks, Megan, what are you drinking? I have a venti blonde vanilla latte that was supposed to be iced, but they made it hot and they were going to remake it. But then they were just going to take the hot coffee away. So I said, I'll just drink the hot one. I kind of like instead of of you. Yeah, (laughs) I think I think I prefer the vanilla lattes hot over iced. I usually do, too, but I really. Really wanted an iced drink. Yeah, I get it though. I get but, it. I so I ordered coffee. the iced vanilla latte, and then she's handing it to me, and it's hot. And I was like, "Well, this was supposed to be iced." And she's like, "Oh yeah, it was. Here, let's remake it." And then just takes the hot one away. And so I was like, "You know what? It's fine. Just give me the hot one, so that we don't have to make everyone else that's waiting behind me also wait for it." Yeah. It's all good. You're so kind. Yeah, I try. Yeah, Megan's a very considerate person. Yeah, I would have done the same thing. Yeah. I would have well, taken the lid off and just thrown it in her face. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I okay. never would have, <laughs> I never would have even said anything. I would have just been like, thanks. And I would have driven away. Well, yeah. usually, usually I don't say anything. I just like drive away. But like we were still, Katie hadn't gotten her drink yet. Mm. And I wanted to make sure that we weren't getting like the wrong person's drink. Because like what's even worse is whenever it's yeah, a drink that I'm fair. not expecting yeah. and I drink it. And then I'm like, I just don't like the taste because it's not what yeah, I was yeah. expecting. Right. Like when I get unsweet tea instead of sweet tea, it's just like mm. it's disgusting at that point because that's not what I was expecting. Basically. I want to give a shout out to my sister because um, Candace got basically offered a job at a main main branch Starbucks. Um, so I, I, you know, basically, I Congrats. want to give her the shout out. And then also I do want to shout out Starbucks because the manager that she interviewed with um has been working to get her in a store like she was like basically like i kind of saw the email threads and she was like you know i really like you and i think you're a good fit for the company however i don't have a position at this store but i'm talking to like some of the other people around to get you into a different store because i think you would be great for the company i've also already talked to the district manager and like we're trying to get you into a store and i'm just like nice that's pretty cool because like most companies won't do that well, congrats to Candace. Yeah, congrats. Yay, now, congrats. Um, I'm going to have to go to her store when she's working and order an Americano. <laughs> you, <only got> to, <laughs> you totally should. Yes. <laughs> and then speaking of shout outs. Let's Megan. give a shout out to our patrons. So we have still thanks to our supporters this week, Cynthia, Brianna, and Kiara. Woo. Yay. Yay. I will explain later what you get for being a patron, patron, but thank you guys so much for supporting us and supporting these last 10, 11 episodes, because this is number 11. Yay. Yay. Ooh, number 11. 
We have gotten over the 10 episode slump, I guess. For our next four episodes, we're going to do some spoopy episodes because of Halloween in October. And I love the holidays and I love Halloween and I pulled out all of our Halloween decorations on Friday. And so now I've got everything all decorated. Well, not outside, but inside's all decorated and it doesn't matter because no one's going to come see it, but I'll see it every day. I'll drive by. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, I should drive by too. I need just to so get Halloween decorations. Around. This is my first like time having my own place where I need some decorations. Okay, so maybe a- I'll... I need to- I need to get on that. <laughs> I'll come do a drive-by and I'll drop off your Christmas presents I've had since December. Ooh. <laughs> you can just wait till we, we'll put up the Christmas tree after Thanksgiving. So you can just wait till the end and then we'll just we'll have presents under our tree this year. Because who knows if we're going to have presents under the tree this year because, you know, COVID. So. Well, <laughs> I still need to wrap Megan's. Um, I oh. ran out of wrapping paper <laughs> and I never got more. So... So who knows? Maybe you'll just open two years of Christmas presents for me and then you have wonderful things under your tree. Yay! (laughs) You mean you don't have an outrageous amount of extra Christmas wrapping paper like we do? Because we have an entire case full of extra Um, Christmas Yeah, I have a whole bunch. No, I had gotten rid of a whole bunch when my life fell apart and I was moving. So Mm -hmm. I lost my stockpile then. And then I had bought some extra last Christmas, but I was a fool and I left the roll out and then left the room and came back and the cats had destroyed it. So yikes. I played myself with that one. It's okay. Target always has really cute wrapping paper. So just Mm -hmm. restock this. I'm going to. We have to restock on my Hanukkah wrapping paper. Yeah, Mm. we probably do. I think we're running out of that one for sure. This has nothing to do with Halloween. (laughs) So we're going to move back into our topic now. So today we're going to talk about vampires because um, that's, Halloween season and Ben is wearing his vampire shirt today. I am. I'm wearing my super cute vampire boy sweatshirt from Noble Demons. She's a local artist here in Austin and I think everybody should go check out her website. Um, She actually went to high school with my roommate. So I've never met her in person, Mm -hmm. but her art is super cute. Cool. Maybe we can link that down somewhere in the show notes and then y'all can go visit and you can also get a vampire shirt when you're listening to the vampire episode i think that most of us probably have a pretty like generic opinion and view of what we think vampires are um but there's actually a lot of history to them which i thought was really interesting so just to get us started off i thought i should describe a vampire in case you're listening and you're like what's a vampire obviously you haven't been around current like media recently because you know vampires are everywhere but here is what a typical vampire is and it's important to note because a lot of these characteristics actually come from medieval vampires and folklore and it's hard to actually decipher what is specifically a characteristic of a vampire because in lots of folklore and myths, there are lots of stories about like walking corpses and the undead that are not vampires, but they have very similar like characteristics. So it's kind of hard to decipher, but vampires that we are used to, some of their characteristics, and it's really important that y'all remember this because at the very end of the show, we're going to figure out which of the hosts is a vampire. So remember these characteristics, y'all. Typically pale, and they're very sensitive to light, and they're nocturnal. Do not (laughs) laugh at that. Um, I know what you're thinking. They're nocturnal, which helps with the sensitivity to light, and they typically rise from a grave or from their coffin at nighttime to consume human blood 
or other essence, other bodily fluids or psychic energy. That's what I read. And it's like, ooh. Um, (laughs) And then once bitten by a vampire, it's thought that, you know, you would also turn into a vampire. To bite you, they have their sharp fang-like teeth. And in European folklore, vampires typically would visit their family or loved ones and they would cause mischief and they would bring death to uh, once wherever they lived once before, before they died. So if you had a family member that died that turned into a vampire, chances are they were coming after you. And then also many have the ability to transform into other animals like bats or wolves, which I thought transforming to a wolf made you a werewolf, but... But no, it's a vampire. But according to um, folklore, it's actually a vampire. So apparently I was wrong the whole time. Twilight has led me wrong. Stephanie didn't say that. So Yeah. Yeah. I got all of my vampire knowledge from Twilight. Right. So um, also remember this when vampires have no reflection and they don't cast a shadow um, and they are also supposedly not able to be photographed. A brief history of vampires that we know. It's really important to note that there have been vampires in folklore and mythology like for a very long time all around the world. Not just what we know, but I decided to focus more on who, like what we know as vampires because they're very different around the world. Ancient vampires can be found in stories and myths um, that date back all the way to as, um, as early as like ancient Greece. And Greek mythology contains several characters that are considered what we call precursors to what we know as a modern vampire. None were actually like undead, like modern vampires are, but their stories were told of these creatures or these people that would attack people in their sleep and drain them of their bodily fluids. Gross. That is gross. That is gross. Yay. Just like some of the like language that I was reading, I was like, ew, <laughs> this is nasty. Anyway, so medieval Europe, they had many stories of like corpses that would walk around and they would drink the blood of the living and they would they would spread illness like the plague. And so that was a big deal in medieval Europe, because if you don't know anything about their history, the Black Plague like ravished them. And this was one of their answers to that. At the time, there wasn't a lot of scientific understanding of the plague and illnesses like that, like we have today. And so they were able to say, oh, well, it's because of vampires that the plague is so bad. I think we should start saying this about. Sounds legit. Yep. I mean, yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's 2020. Would y'all really be surprised at this point? Because I no. sure wouldn't. Like, like I said before, people strongly believed that if a family member was turned into a vampire, they would come after you first. Because for some mm. reason, vampires only like their own family blood. I don't know. Mm. And medieval vampires had specific characteristics that are similar to like certain diseases that we know of and we have a better understanding of today, like sensitivity to light, pale skin, wasting away or or, like extreme weight loss and biting and being rabid. And those common diseases that people would carry were like rabies or tuberculosis. And I guess if you had rabies or tuberculosis, they were like, ah, you're a vampire. But really, they just had rabies because I guess they ate rats and, you know, I mean, medieval Europe was I mean, pretty yeah. dirty and gross. You're right. There wasn't, you know, the, the health standards that we have today. 
Eastern Europe. Supposedly, the term vampire originated from this region. They had a big fear of the dead and decomposition, like the decomposition process. And so it led to a wide belief in vampires because, again, they didn't really have like the scientific knowledge that we have today. So they were like, well, what is this? No well, way. It must be vampires. I'm just Sounds saying. legit. Just saying. Yeah. yeah. I mean, easily to jump to that conclusion. Yeah. So in Eastern Europe, it was very common for bodies of supposed dead vampires to be dug up. I don't know how vampires could be dead because aren't they immortal? Anyway, they would dig up their supposed vampires because they had to make sure that they were actually like dead and they weren't coming back to life. So there are certain decomposition characteristics like receding gums, like the appearance of growing hair and fingernails, things that just happen to a decomposing body. And this reinforced the belief that corpses were continuing to do something in the afterlife, I guess, like sucking your blood and being a vampire. They were really uneasy about dead people. And but also identifying the dead, like dead people was a big challenge for them. And there are lots of cases of claiming someone had died, but in reality, they were still alive. So there are people that were um, buried alive and it was quite common in Eastern Europe. Actually, it was quite common, I think, everywhere. It's pretty, I mean, it happens now too. Like occasionally, like you hear the news story, like not often, but it happens. Yeah, but people would, at the time, they would, they would either be like very ill or maybe in a coma or even like very drunk. And so it would be hard to find a pulse. And so some a doctor would be like, oh, well, they're dead. So they would bury them and but or they'd be in the process and then they would miraculously come back to life after being pronounced dead. And so the ideas of vampires really spread from this because they're like, oh, my gosh, it's a real thing. These dead people are coming back to life. Mm-hmm. It's the undead. Um. So sometimes they would, these people would even come back to life after being buried. And so they were literally burying people alive. And it was, like I said, it was super common, like worldwide. And I don't know if I remember this story, like very vividly from one of my history classes, but that they started putting bells on grave sites. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, yeah, I was so, going to mention know. that, like if that, that's the reason because they were having so many problems with yeah. burying people alive. So like if they were awake Which, in the grave, <laughs> they would like ring the bell and then someone would be like, oh my gosh. And they'd come out and like dig them up. Um, but a lot of people are also like, no, they were dead. They must be a vampire. They're trying to come eat you or I guess drink the blood. <laughs> right. So I very vividly remember that. I was just like, hmm, wonder. But um. Belief in vampires in Eastern Europe led to such practices as um, staking a corpse, like through the heart, like we know of today with vampires, um, before burial, or they would even bury people face down to prevent them from finding their way out of the grave. Yes, because if I'm just pointed down, I can't rotate back up. Okay, but it's important to know (laughs) that these people also were like, well... People are coming back to life and drinking my blood. So I don't Fair. think it's that outrageous yeah. for them to be like, well, if we bury them face down, it'll be hard for them to find their way out. I mean, you're not wrong. And they were also burying people alive because they were drunk. Come on. Uh, <laughs> like, <are you laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong. I was just saying like what I was saying. Like it's I'm just saying what I was saying. <laughs> I know. Well, I feel like if 
if it were me that was being buried face down, like I would be disoriented. You know what I, I mean, mean? Yeah. That like maybe I wouldn't think that I have to, you know, do a, you know, 180 to figure out, oh, I'm actually facing down, not up. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm pretty sure that if I was so, buried alive, I would I be know. disoriented regardless if I was face up or face down. Yeah. Right. My, no, like, well, the least right. of my worries would be that I was facing down. Right. right. I'd just be like, oh my God. Be like, where am I? Really? modern vampire culture stemmed from gothic european literature um and it like from the 18th and 19th century so there are just like countless poems and stories and novels about vampire characters and this really helped like the craze in europe so in europe they were like oh my god vampires and i got really excited because because of all of this like fiction and these books Mm -hmm. i would say that the most popular vampire from literature is what do y'all think? Maybe it's just my Edward opinion. Cullen. Dracula. You know what, Ben? <laughs> I was gonna say Dracula. Yeah. Yes. So for most... some reason I consider like literature different. I like Edward comes from books, so that is literature. Nah, I still Edward think Cullen's that's not like literature. I still think that's a bit different than like Dracula or Oh no. I other was kidding things that we, we read all in know literature. Bram Stoker is more legitimate than <laughs> Stephanie Meyer. Yes. So most popular vampire is Dracula from Bram Stoker's who truly brought the creature to modern fiction. And honestly, like all of our vampires today are really based off of Dracula because everyone's like, mm-hmm. oh, a Dracula. This is the only vampire. I liked that so, little accent you had for um, a second. So. Oh, Dracula. Did you like only it? Vampire. Just a little bit. <laughs> oh, yes. Just a little bit. It's my, it's my good little um, vampire accent. And thank you. Um, so. Dracula is a horror novel written in 1897 by Bram Stoker. The story follows Count Dracula, um, a.k.a. a vampire, who lives in Transylvania and is attempting to make a move to England to find new blood and spread the curse of the undead. Um, And ultimately, Dracula is killed by vampire hunters and everyone lives happily ever after. And it's a great day because the vampire is dead. Dracula is known to be loosely based on Vlad the Impaler. So Vlad the Third is Prince of Wallachia. um, And other than... um, Sorry, hold on. My brain. Okay, sorry starting over vlad the third is prince of wallachia and other than his name historians say there's really not much in common um with dracula but dracula is based off of him but there's really not much they don't have anything in common besides their name so anyway he was born in the early 1400s in what is now transylvania in modern day in romania um and Dracula supposedly Dracula lived in a castle in Transylvania, but Vlad never did. He never lived there. And there's in this castle. And supposedly there's like a tourist castle, a tourist attraction um, where you can go visit Dracula's castle. And people are like, oh, it's Vlad the Impaler's castle. But it's not because he didn't live there. No, he just lived in a third floor (laughs) walk up. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So. Um, but you know, tourists like fall for everything. So I guess also if you want to be like spooked out, um, but his father did own a home in Transylvania, but historians are not even sure that that's where Vlad was actually born. So they're like, well, he might've been born there because he did own a home there, but like, maybe not. So we don't really know anything. Um, okay. So in 
1431, Vlad's father, who was the ruler of the king of Wallachia or Duer, whatever his title was, um, was inducted into the Order of the Dragon, which the main purpose of this was to protect the royal family and defend them against the Turks because the Turks were awful at the time, apparently. They didn't like them. And so um, his father earned the title Drac, and Vlad would be called Son of Drac or Dracula. So, yes. Oh. So that's where the name came from, was really from his father. So that's where we got it. Um, and in modern Romania, the word Drac, D R A C, actually refers to the devil. So, Ooh. You know, so spooky. Um, and basically, Bram Stoker read a book about Wallachia and was um, struck by the word Dracula or devil, um, which is likely why he chose this name for his character. But that's really all they had in common was just the name. That was it. So, huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, interesting. Yeah. Um, but because we're ta- we're going to talk about Vlad again in a second. So I thought I would give you all some like background history on him just a little bit. Um, so years leading up to his reign um he was captured by the ottomans when he was a um, when he was young he and his siblings were captured in his um, father and he was kept in captivity captivity um at one point but they let his father go but the ottomans were like well you can go but your kids have to stay and so he and his brothers were um kept there and they really were treated really well like they had like teachers and tutors and they were treated really nicely i guess because at the time if you were royalty you were treated okay even if you were being held captive i don't know i don't feel like that happens today but apparently it did in the 1400s so anyway so his dad left he was like bye deuces and he left because you know they let him go and he wanted to go like get his reign back um and he fought but he eventually lost control of wallachia and so Vlad really spent much of his lifetime trying to regain the throne. Um, and at one point, after he had gotten out of captivity, um, he fought really hard. And at one point, he did regain the throne for all of two months um, before he was ousted <laughs> again. So he really obviously Yikes. wasn't very successful. Um, so, yeah. and But then we'll fast forward eight years after his two months reign um and he finally regained the throne of Wallachia so he was like haha I have it back um and that's when he really started his all like his terror his reign of terror that people know of today um so once he regained the throne he was very quickly known around the region for torturing his enemies um and he when he got the name Vlad the Impaler because he would impale his enemies. I know we're so creative with our words. Um, yeah. And he would impale them into the ground and leave them there to die. Um, and so the, I don't know why, but I felt like this was necessary to explain the way that he would impale them was with, you know, a pole, either it could be like front to back through their bodies. And then they would just like stick it in the ground and be like, here you go suffer. Or really gross fun would be vertical and they would shove a pole up through your like your pelvic area like that region and it would come out through like your shoulder or your mouth so they would just be like vertical straight up and down um and to make it even worse sometimes they would uh, like a shish kebab no they would leave the pole rounded on the end um so that when it impaled the person it wouldn't actually like 
damage the organs like it would be if it was sharpened. And so people would literally be on these like stakes and on these poles for like, and it would take them like anywhere from hours to days to die. And they would just be chilling there waiting to die. So yeah. Um, That's terrible. It is terrible. That's why he's called Vlad oh, the Emperor and everyone thought he was a terrible person. Cause like that is terrible. And there was actually one notorious battle where um, he had impaled so many of his enemies that if you were looking upon it from a distance, it just looked like a forest. Like that's how they described it was a forest of basically like dead bodies. Like, yeah, it's gross. Like that's how many. And I, ugh. anyway, so I was just like, well, we're doing an October episode, so we can be gross, right? Yeah, definitely. Yes. 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 No, of course. <laughs> um, and it was estimated that he killed roughly 80,000 people during his reign. Um, and that included 20,000 people that he actually had impaled and put up, like out in front of like a city so that when the his enemies were riding in to come take over, they would like see all these dead bodies just like out in front of their, the city. And it's just super gross. Can you imagine the stink? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. Oh, OK. Well, I mean, I guess I That's can't imagine stink. how bad it is, but. I don't, I don't want know. to. I don't want to either. So I don't want to either. It's just gross. So basically he was an absolute terror and um, it's no, like he is called the real life Dracula, but like, even though he's not a vampire, but it's no wonder because he's a terrible person or he was. Um, so that's a little history. And that is Vlad the Impaler. So now that I hope that you're all excited about impaling people, we're going to talk about some real life vampires or some supposed people that are actually vampires. And I don't know if I believe this, but we'll see. <laughs> what the really like what triggered my want to do this episode was a conspiracy theory that we read about and really briefly. Um, but unfortunately, I just didn't Feel like there was enough for me to have a whole episode about this so we're just going to talk a little bit about it um but the theory is that prince charles do we all know who prince charles is yes <laughs> okay yes okay just to yes. make sure that prince charles is actually a vampire so that's what mm. you know yeah i was like hmm so and here are the reasons why people are like yeah he's a vampire um, he has always had a fascination with Transylvania and Romania. Um, and in 2011, he actually promoted a TV show about Romania and Transylvania. And he used the knowledge that he had that he has blood relation to Vlad the Impaler. So they're actually related. Mm. He is the, yeah. I know, he is the great grandson removed 16 times from Vlad. <laughs> so, so he right. he revealed his genealogy and he oh was like, look, I'm related to Vlad the Impaler, the real Dracula. Um, so apparently that's why he's a vampire, I guess, because he's uh, 16 times removed. I don't um, know how much like there's a little he's got hmm. like a little bit of like Dracula blood in him. A little bit. Not a lot, but enough that it's important to him. Apparently. Yeah. So he used this, um, his like bloodline, his genealogy to <clears throat> to gain interest and, and to promote the future of Romania um, and the conservation of its forests and stuff. And he had a ton of like charity work um, in the region. And he's always just been kind of like obsessed with the area. 
Um, he actually owns two homes in Transylvania. And when he's not there, the public can rent them. So I guess like really fancy Airbnb, <laughs> I guess. I don't know where <laughs> how you rent the uh, Prince Charles's home in Transylvania. But I'm thinking that if we ever go, maybe we should look for it. I mean, well, yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to get you a passport first, though. Oh, well. Because we can't get, go anywhere without that. We got to get through COVID first. We also aren't so. allowed anywhere currently. So. Yeah. I mean, that's also true. But unless you're actually a vampire, do you think they'd let you into Transylvania since apparently that's where Dracula's from? I mean, probably not. But if you're actually a vampire, do you even need a passport? This I is mean, the real question. Yeah, I probably have. not. Well, I don't know. They can't take photographs of you for yeah. your passport photo that's would be blank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that's that fair. like if you're a, va- a vampire, you don't you don't need that. You can just go wherever you want because you know you're the undead. Yeah, probably. So, Sounds right. Yeah. Let's so, go with it. Okay. And then in 2017, Prince Charles was off, um, offered the honorary title of Prince of Transylvania. Mm. And, Interesting. Yeah, because huh. he did so much charity work and like did so much for the region. Um, and he claimed, this is in quotes, this is what he said. The genealogy shows I am descended from Vlad the Impaler. So I do have a bit of a stake in the country. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I was like, okay, Prince Charles. Um, and Romania says that Transylvania and the country is really his second home. And they love Prince Charles. And yeah, so people are like, okay, you have two homes in Transylvania. You are descendant from Vlad the Impaler. You're 150 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, you must be a vampire, right? That makes sense. Mm -hmm. I just thought it was funny, but he's like all about it. Like he's very into the whole Transylvania thing. Like, so I I mean, I guess he's okay with it. I mean, I guess so. Yeah. So that's kind of what like prompted me to do this whole episode. Did he like kind of Mm -hmm. start this conspiracy? himself i don't (laughs) like you know he like probably read someone saying this and he just embraced it i mean probably that road i wouldn't be surprised i don't Mm. really know like the for sure answer to that but he has been obsessed with i think the i'm trying to remember i think the first time he visited romania was in the late 80s i think that's what i read Mm -hmm. and so like he interesting he goes there a lot like he's he really likes the area. He, I mean, he also says, like, it's really beautiful, great countryside, like, great culture. So, I mean, like, he's, I don't know. He likes Transylvania. He mm. likes Vlad the Impaler. He likes, well, I don't know if he likes him, but I guess he's proud of his genealogy. I guess so. so. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think if I was related to Vlad the Impaler, I'd be like, ooh. Yeah. Not, I'd probably be like, I'm good. Thank you, though. But you Let's know distance what? myself. But, you know, I also am not part royalty, so I don't know. That's true. But I've also never had a genealogy test, so who knows? I could be. I could be some kind of royalty, and yeah. so could you. We all could be. It's true. We could. I don't know. Anyway. Okay, so that's the first supposed real vampire. The next mm-hmm. one is Nicolas Cage. I, I believe I it. Believe I believe that. it. You believe yeah. it? Okay. So this theory started from an antiques dealer. His name is Jack Mord. And he posted a photograph for sale on eBay of a man from Bristol, Tennessee from 1870. And who he claims is Nicolas Cage. 
Okay. <laughs> yes. So the the comparison pictures are in the show notes that I, I sent to Megan. So he said Nicolas Cage is a vampire who reinvents himself every 75 years or so into a new oh. character, a new person. Um, and he claims that Nicolas Cage is unchanged over the years and he remains the same. Therefore, he must be a vampire. So he also said that for people who are serious buyers of this photograph, um, that they could even hire a professional to examine the original picture um, before exchanging any money mm. so that they could have proof that he did not tamper with it and it was real. Um, and the, the photo, how much do y'all think the photo was originally posted for? For sale? $12. How much would... Uh, 12 okay. 10 10 okay. Jasmine, I'll go CJ, $15. $15. CJ, what do you think? $1 million. Ding, ding, ding. CJ is correct. <laughs> what? How much was this for originally? The, or? Original, the original picture was posted at $1 million. But it has what? since been removed. Uh, but it was original. Yes. For the record, I didn't know that. I literally was just trying to make an outrageous guess. Well, your outrageous <laughs> guess was correct. So you can't wow. find it anymore. But at the time when he first found it, he was like, oh, my God, someone's going to pay a million dollars for this picture of Nicolas Cage mm -hmm. as a vampire. So um, the other person that Nicolas Cage supposedly also is, I don't know, um, is Emperor Maximilian of Mexico. So this started with a thread on Reddit mm -hmm. where um, one the original poster claims he found Nicolas Cage in his history book. He was researching Mexico or learning about okay. Mexico, I guess. Okay. And so he took a picture of it and he's like, oh my God, it's Nicolas Cage. Um, and then that like the the thread just like exploded and people were like, oh, it's Nicolas Cage. It's because he's a vampire. But the part that people pointed out was that, well, the 1870 picture of Nicolas Cage is the same era as um Max from Mexico. So they're like, how is it possible that he was both oh. of them? And a time turner. Someone else. Right? Someone else said, well, obviously he's a time traveling vampire. Mm, there we go. <laughs> so, Not just uh, a time traveler, though, but a time traveler to vampire. Time traveling vampire. And, and that would explain how he was in two places at once, because apparently just being in Tennessee was not enough or just being, you know the emperor of Mexico or whatever was not enough. Mm -hmm. Wanted to be both. <laughs> it's not no, enough. No, it's not. Um, so yeah, Nicholas Cage is a time traveling vampire, but he also, which I thought was interesting. Did y'all ever see the movie ghost writer? Yes. No, yes. I yeah. Okay, yes. I did not watch that. Ben, did you watch that movie? I certainly did not watch that hot trash garbage. Okay, I was like, it doesn't seem <laughs> it was like... trash, but I did watch it. it yeah, that's yes, what I, heard. I, yes I agree. I wasn't going to say this, but out of everyone here on the show who would have seen Ghost Rider, I would have assumed it was Megan and Jasmine. So, um, <laughs> no offense, but I just would have assumed. Um, I mean, it was, you know, it was technically like a superhero riding a motorcycle, and my family's really into motorcycles, so. And I guess you're really into superheroes, yeah. so therefore, um, Ghost Rider. Yeah, it worked. Yeah. Um, actually, we it was playing at one of the drive-in theaters in San Antonio, I guess, when it first came out. And, like, it was, you know, the drive-in theater was still open. And so we were, like, we went to go see it with my dad's cousin and cousin's family. And it was, like, one of our, you know, weekend hangout things. Oh. 
I've yeah. never, I don't have no idea what it's about. I just, I just know that he was in it. Um, it's a superhero <laughs> ride, riding a motorcycle he's, and he's a ghost. Like, so he's like a skeleton on fire. Right, like, like that is like that. the story. That is like all you need to know to figure out the plot line. That's the premise of the movie. <laughs> I mean, I do remember like the, the picture of him with like a skeleton face and he's on fire and there's a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. That's what I remember. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what's interesting, and I didn't know this, um, but I guess I wouldn't know because I don't know anything about this movie, was that apparently they did shoot some of the movie in Romania. Which is where Transylvania is. Um, oh, yeah. I did not know that. I know, and that's know. Rude. exactly. <laughs> um, and so um, the the rumors got like really obnoxious, and people started like asking him, like, "Are you a vampire?" And so one time, um, he appeared on the Late Show with David Letterman to denounce the rumors and say he's not a time traveling vampire. That's what a time traveling vampire would say. Well, that's what I was thinking. Right. Um, but he even talked about the haunted woods of Romania where they filmed Ghost Rider. But like people were like, he tried too hard to disprove his vampireness. Like he tried too right. hard. Like, why would he need to try that hard? You know? So I don't know, Nicolas Cage, tweet us. Are you a vampire? <laughs> Let us know. I don't know. Definitely. So the next celebrity that I have who is an obvious vampire is Paul Rudd. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it makes sense. He, <laughs> he also not, does he not have he not. He's just Dorian yes. Gray, and there's a portrait in someone's attic aging, and he has only aged five <laughs> minutes since he was in Clueless. So I mean, basically, uh, yeah. yeah. And that's okay. So yes, Paul Rudd never ages, and theorists say that can be proven in photographs, which we'll get to that. But um. He's been questioned about his mortality and his unchanging looks before, but he's never really given any direct answers. And he typically avoids questions like about that in general. So people are like, well, obviously vampire, because why would he avoid that? Like, I mean, why else? Why would you not say that you are a vampire? Like, why would you not accept it? Right. And he also has claimed that he's like never been into fitness or a healthy lifestyle. And um, he's just that's just how he is until his role in for Ant-Man. And he decided like he had to actually like get in shape for that, I guess. Um, Which he still doesn't look different. Like if you go watch Parks and Rec, <laughs> like that was the last thing that I could pin him in. Like if you go watch Parks and Rec and then you watch Ant-Man, he still looks the same. I mean, he does. And I, I even put also in the in the show notes like or in, the, in my notes a picture and like he does look the same. Um, so but like fans like really question, like, how have you been able to keep up your looks if you haven't like been healthy until, you know, Ant-Man? Like, what the heck? Um and some people, even, yeah, I don't buy that. Yeah, well, I don't buy it. Right? Um, some people even claim that he is starting to look younger now than he did ten years ago. Um, and there's <laughs> like, how do you be, like look so much younger, even though you're getting so much older? Um, uh, except like maybe mortality. Like maybe he just recently went and drank a bunch of blood. I don't know. Like, is that how that works? I'm not a vampire. Paul so Red could drink my blood. I'd be okay with it. Anyway, I hope I look that I don't even look that good now, but I hope when I'm 50, I look younger. We'll see. Um, So our last supposed real vampire is Keanu Reeves. And this one that I believe as well, <laughs> I think, is the <laughs> most um, the most compelling vampire. Theorists claim that Keanu Reeves is an immortal vampire and they can provide proof dating back for centuries Yes. Centuries. 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 Oh, God. Yes. 
Um, and they have the supposed proof that he has lived as many different people throughout the last couple centuries. Um, so the first one, the first notable person, apparently that's actually just Keanu Reeves, is um, is Charlemagne. Okay. Um, from yeah, from the year sure. 748 to 1814, <laughs> um, they have a striking resemblance. And Charlemagne is, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the Roman emperors. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Charlemagne or Charles the Great or Charles the First or Keanu Reeves was the king of Franks uh, from 768, <laughs> the king of the Lombards from 774 and the emperor of the Romans from 800. They have a striking resemblance. And the thing about Charlemagne is he has a, he had a very odd like death situation where he crowned his son as king right before he died as if he knew he was about to die people were like that's kind of odd because he did it literally right before he died so like how would he know he was gonna die so soon after um and then also he had like a super rushed burial um and it was during cold weather which apparently, I guess that wasn't like normal. And that hints to the fact that they were trying to hide something or they needed to cover something up and do this so quickly. So obviously, because he's a vampire, he knew he was about to like die, or I guess, like become a new person. And so he was like, oh, my son, you must go be king and you must pretend like you're burying me. I don't know. I guess. Um, so that's the first one. The second one I have is Paul Monet. I think that's how you say his last name. French, I guess. M-O-U-N-E-T. And they also have a striking resemblance. And Paul was a doctor and an actor. He uh, and he was alive from the, um, I believe, 1847 to 1922. Yeah. So he started as a doctor. um, And people are like, well, obviously he was a doctor because he was a vampire. And so he had to, like, hide all of the, like, scientific medical jargon or whatever like that would like reveal that he's a vampire i guess right does that make sense i think so yeah so like he had like immortality but he couldn't let anyone know why so he had to cover it Mm -hmm. up as the doctor um and then after he was a doctor he became an actor and you actually there are like really early films from the early 1900s like black and whites where you can see him acting and they they do look quite similar. Um, and there is a specific video that I watched that shows that he had the same like signature eye squint. I don't know if y'all know <laughs> that, but like apparently Keanu what? Reeves has like the way like he like holds his face and his eye squints his eyes. And apparently um, mm-hmm. this pulmonary guy like did it the same way. And they're like, oh, my God, it's Keanu Reeves vampire. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the, the one weird thing about this is that supposedly he died in 1922, but his body was never found and they don't know where it is or where he was buried. So we're like, well, then obviously a vampire because there is no body because it's just Keanu Reeves. Right. Duh. That's yeah. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Yes. So that's, that's the first reason why Keanu Reeves is a vampire is because obviously like there are other people that he has been and we see them. We know who they are. But the second reason is um, his kindness. Apparently, he's a very kind person. And, like, he's one of the very few actors in Hollywood who, like, really cares about all the other people on set, like, the behind-the-scenes people. And he's just, like, a general really nice person. Um, And a lot of people are like, well, obviously, he has all this great wisdom from the many years that he's been alive as a vampire or 
I don't know if been alive is the right thing, but you know what I mean, right? He's been around for a long time. So he's got great wisdom and he has a better appreciation for people and the hard work that they do because he's experienced so much, so much from the last several, you know, centuries. And he actually gave away the majority that he earned from the Matrix movies. Um, and he claimed that he could live off of what he all has already, um, what he's already made for centuries. And people are like, why are you saying for centuries, Kiana? Mm-hmm. Is it because you're going to be um, <laughs> alive for centuries? Yes. So, yeah, is that why? Yep. Mm-hmm. 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 And um, in, in mm-hmm. quotes, he actually said at one point, money is the last thing that he thinks about. The last reason why people are like, Keanu Reeves, you're a vampire, is because he's never denied it. He's mm-hmm. never actually Fair. denied his immortality. Oh my God. Um, when asked about the theories in, in an interview specifically, he was um, one of the late night show hosts or something. I, don't remember. I think it was, um, ooh, I want to say Jimmy Fallon, but now I'm second guessing myself. So I think I'm wrong. So anyway, in this interview, he like kept avoiding questions and he was like, trying to make jokes and like laugh it off like vampires are not real and whatever um (laughs) and he got like really squirmy in his seat and like very uncomfortable and he just had a really difficult time with this interview and so everyone's like well obviously because he's a vampire like he doesn't want to admit it but he is but he's so nice that he's not going to be like (laughs) shut up because he's a nice guy but i think it's funny that he's such a nice guy and he's a vampire because like vampires aren't really nice people, supposedly, unless you're like the Collins. Like, I think they're pretty nice. But um, and, and so a lot of these like celebrities and their like proof of their vampireness is comes from photographs and like real vampire experts, because these people actually exist. Um, They're like, no, they cannot be vampires because you cannot photograph a vampire. Yeah, I was going to say after you said like most proof comes from photographs, I'm like. Yeah, but didn't we learn, like, earlier we can't trust, like, they can't be photographed? We yeah. even made the joke of how they wouldn't be able to photograph. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, like, the real vampire experts, like, the people that really do this, apparently, and, like, are, are they're, they're like, no, they're not vampires, because you wouldn't have pictures of them. And, like, yeah, they look the same, but... Well, and then at that point, I'm like, well, I guess maybe they're just like reincarnated. If you believe in reincarnation, I don't really have an opinion on that. So I don't know. But I think it's fun to think they're vampires because why not? Because would it really be the worst thing that happened in 2020 if Keanu Reeves and Nicolas Cage were vampires? No, it would not. I mean, it also wouldn't be the most outrageous thing that we've seen in 2020 if that happened. You know, if it came out tomorrow and Nicolas Cage and Keanu Reeves were like, yeah, we're both time traveling vampires. I'd be like... Good for you. Like, good for you. Thanks I'd for say, telling thank us. Thank you finally. for confirming. Yeah. yeah. Like, I would just, like, I mean, I don't even care. I'm just like, that, that'd be pretty cool. Like, but, like, just, I just want to know the facts. Just you know live, what I mean? Live your best vampire life. And that's cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't yeah. kill me, probably, but, you know, like, do your thing. Anyway, okay, before we get to the last part of this episode, when we're going to figure out which of the hosts is a vampire, um, Megan, do you want to wrap up the game? Sure. Let's start with some dice stats. Um, so there were 13, 7, 8s, and 5s rolled. Those were the highest ones rolled. That's why I called them out. And they were all 13. Ooh, that's spooky because this is the vampire that is very spooky. <laughs> CJ won with 13 points. Woo. Then it Yay. was Ben 
with 10 points and he had longest road. And then it was Jasmine with nine points and me with five points wrapping it up. Good job, and y'all. That was the one, no one had largest army. Hmm. I was trying to go for largest army, but then I couldn't get any sheep or um, stone to like get my last development card. Yeah, sheep was a rare commodity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. At least for me. You were too distracted um, by Vlad the Impaler. You couldn't you couldn't fathom having an army because you were just so upset uh, uh, by the forest no of corpses. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> As we laugh, you're like, no, forest you're of corpses. Wrong. That's so gross. Those poor people. Oh, man. Can you imagine? Yes. Oh. No. <laughs> no, I can't. I don't know why you ask that. Anyway, well, thanks for wrapping up the game. Congrats, yeah. y'all. Congrats, Apparently, um, Congrats, CJ, on the yeah, win. Ben, you, wo- you broke the streak of people who get to go last win. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad that I could be that streak breaker. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> um, okay, so I thought it would be fun to wrap up the vampire episode figuring out which of the five hosts um, is a vampire. So if we go back and we're trying to remember our characteristics from the beginning, um, vampires typically have pale skin and they're very sensitive to light. They're nocturnal, no shadow, no reflection, no pictures, um, and they suck the blood or other human essence, right, from their victims with their sharp fangs. And they can transform into other creatures. Um, and then Megan Ben also told us <laughs> in ancient Egypt mm-hmm. that vampires were redheaded. So, oh, well. Now, I didn't touch on ancient Egyptian vampires because I only did European. So I don't know. Are we allowed to throw that characteristic in or are we only doing European vampires? Or are we just doing all vampires? You know, like, I don't I don't know. Um, I don't think that all vampires are redheaded. Yeah, I don't think so either. Say it's noteworthy, but like, okay, so we won't say it's a dead. It's like a giveaway. Like you're redheaded, yeah. you're automatically a vampire. An undead giveaway. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you have to say who you think is a vampire and why you think they're a vampire. My first thought was CJ. Because, <laughs> um, not that you're super pale, but like you're light skinned, you um are nocturnal. That's where you uh you play your games like you know pretty late into the night. Your apartment is like usually pretty pretty dark. Like I go running, you do your outdoor exercises, but yes, I know right now doesn't like this right this second doesn't count for every other time. But um, is, is CJ sparkly enough if we're thinking about like modern vampires? Because we have the whole like Steph- Stephanie Meyer, that's her <laughs> name, right? Yeah, but not all vampires yeah. are sparkly. Like I mean you have like the angel you have like Angel from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's like, true. Right. I just don't know. Like, There's also know. the Vampire Diaries. Yeah. Like, yeah. they don't sparkle. They're just like regular. But CJ does sparkle you know? usually. There's usually a little bit of sparkle. Because <laughs> he's a power gay. I only see some that, I know. I was like, that's gay. because I'm gay. Like, <laughs> oh, not that's because, not because I'm you're a vampire. vampire. Oh, well, Jasmine thinks you're a vampire. Well, <laughs> well I, I heard. So, Jasmine is your uh, final answer, CJ? Yeah. Okay. So, we have. I feel like he, okay. he felt like he checked most of the boxes going down. For for me, at least. Okay, so we have one. So for that's CJ. my answer. 
Who wants to go next? I would say I was going to go with either you or Ben because of the <laughs> the like pale light skin. Um, now which one? I don't know. I was just going to go with either <laughs> one of y'all. I just want just because of, wait just tied. because of our skin. That's and well, I mean y'all both are okay. indoors a lot. I mean we don't do much outdoor activities. That's okay. Um, and because I burn. Yeah. See, <laughs> she burns outdoors. <laughs> Um, and then on top of that I guess I'm going to lean towards Katie on this I don't know Um, ah, coming up with things is hard Um, well I mean if you just want to say it's because I'm pale do you not take pictures I really hate pictures she does she does she really hates the camera I had like a little like mental breakdown on Friday because of the camera actually anyway Anyway, that's my vote Katie okay one for CJ and one for Katie. Katie You also have an opinion. Um, my my opinion is for Ben. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he's got the fair skin going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, yes, he's redheaded, but I don't think that's really like something I would mark a check off for. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's nocturnal. He's I feel like he's the most nocturnal out of the group here. Um, <laughs> true, and yeah. I mean. True. Oh, he does like his dark spaces. Like even like right now, like if you're looking at his camera, his room is is darker than most of ours. Ben, who is your vote for being a vampire? He's a vampire. <laughs> In all respects, I have to agree with CJ. I'm always awake at night. I cannot be in the sun. I keep all my lights off. You know, I was... I was really like contemplating this and I was like, am I a vampire? Like I really had to think about this because <laughs> like I am really pale and really sensitive to the light. Like I can't even see in the light like very well, like, like in super, super bright lights. And I was like, I don't know. Like, do I suck the human psychic essence out of people? Probably if you ask Megan, cause I'm always like sucking the soul out of her. It's like, you know, being, I'm like nagging stuff. So I was like, I don't know. Uh, it's because you don't let me buy Apple Watches. Yeah, because I'm always like, do you however, need to that? However. However. Yes. You are not nocturnal. I have seen you fall asleep at six o'clock. <laughs> but she I, also does those still wake up at like 2 a.m. to do. take care of the cat. I usually wake She's up. Still awake. She does wake up in the middle of the night. I do usually wake up right around the witching I don't know hour. If that's by choice, though. Like usually between two and three. That's right about the time I wake up for my my first wake up, and then I usually wake up again a couple hours later. And like Megan is passed out at night, so who knows? Like I could be off doing mm-hmm. things at night. Like you know, literally the cats don't even wake me up. Like nothing wakes me up out at night. Oh, so Lord. I really had to think about this. And after thinking about it, I think Ben and I are both vampires. So I think together we're like the vampire king and queen. And we are going to take over Austin. Which You'd is- have to dethrone the current vampire king and queen of Austin, though. Yeah, did y'all know there is yeah, a real true. vampire king and queen of Austin? Yes, I did know that. Yeah, I yeah. did not. Oh, there oh, is, yeah. because our wedding photographer um, photographed their wedding. Mm-hmm. It, their wedding was like, I love really that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So yeah. Katie and I are vampires, and CJ's a lizard person. Um, yes. But what so about what? Jasmine and Megan? Yes. 
Well, we'll have to wait for future episodes and see if there's more. Exactly. Yeah, I think of all the, the stuff that, that we've we've uh, covered guys, so far, yeah. um, we don't fall into any of the categories. Mm. Unless, I mean, unless myself or Megan are part of the Illuminati, but I mean, I, but we would never know. I don't think that's so. secret. So that's a secret society. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I'm. I mean, so far, nothing, nothing is categorizing mm. us. But, you know, out of everything so far, like, I'm okay being a vampire. That's fine. Same. I really, yeah. I really don't want to be immortal, but I guess if I can, like, be a sec, like, a different person later on, like, that's fine. Like, whatever. I can just, like, live mm. another life. I don't know. Do it. You should try to be a time-traveling vampire, well, and then maybe you could, you know. I think that maybe all vampires are actually time travelers and we just haven't really discussed it that much like in vampire culture, but I think that might be the truth. So I don't know. I don't know. Ben, Ben, are you? Wait, wait, no. What? What? Jasmine experienced time travel. Oh yeah. When she's done. So the only person. She did go to the matrix. She did. Yes. How did I forget about that? Exactly. So how did I forget that? So lizard now. person vampire vampire time traveler so now okay, we so have to figure out what megan, megan is we have to figure out what what does megan fall under what? nothing megan i'm just megan. just megan well so far so far megan's <laughs> just being miley yeah. basically yeah. <laughs> megan's just being miley oh god all right friends so that was our episode about vampires i hope Ooh. that you enjoyed it talking about vampires or listening to me talk about vampires yeah, and finding out that both Ben and I are vampires. I'm o- I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'd I'd agree. Yeah, I'm I'm good with that. I'm okay being a vampire. There could be worse things. There could be. Worse there things. could be worse things. Like so, you could be a racist. True. That's definitely worse than be a vampire. Racist. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's yeah. yes. Not wrong. It's true. At least I'm you know I'm not a racist. I like you know, so I'm just a vampire. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We do have a Patreon if you want to show your support and help us keep doing this podcast thing. There are four tiers that all include access to our Discord and a shout out on the podcast. And, of course, in the credits of the YouTube video. After the podcast, we chit chat about the next episode and more, which we release to the supporters that choose the Captain Knight or Settlers tiers. The Captain and Knights can also listen to our show live whenever we record it. Again, thanks to our patrons. To hear the after show and previous after shows, go to patreon.com slash Pod and become at least a settler. If monthly subscriptions are not your thing, buy us a cup of coffee at co-fi.com slash Pod. Again, thanks for listening. Make sure to like, heart, star, favorite, and leave us a review wherever you can. Don't forget, you can also watch the game we just played on our YouTube page, Settlers of Catant Even. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at at Catantpod. Now, let's go around this virtual table and talk about where you can find us. Katie, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Katie11318. And Ben? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at bfelts 91 on my website at BenjaminFeltz.com, or hanging out with Paul Rudd, stealing the essence of human beings. And Ben is super duper talented and made our music for the podcast. So if you need anything musically related or podcasting related, please contact him. Jasmine, where can we find you? 
Y'all can find me on Instagram at princessjasmine14 and on Twitter at underscore snoopjazzyjazz. And CJ, where can we find you at? You can find me on Instagram at clevengercj. And finally, you can find me at Megan Wilson underscore on Twitter and the Instagrams. It's all linked in the show notes as with everyone else. Thanks again. And we'll be back soon with more Catan and conversation. Bye. 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 See ya.